Good morning, everyone. Joining me today is Christy Chambor, the Program Director at Juno Community Foundation. Good morning, Christy. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing well, though I missed a little bit of that aurora yesterday. Uh, me as well. Uh, <laughs> well, I did see a lot of moths. Or did, you, <laughs> did you see the whole booming moth population that's, that's going on here in town? I, I, I have not, but you know, I think with this aurora... The night owls out there are going to keep me updated on Facebook, so I think that yeah. I think we'll all be okay. <laughs> now I understand, Absolutely. Christy. There's an opportunity for artists in the community. You all are here to share with us today. So, tell us about the individual artist grant. Sure. So the Juno Community Foundation um, has an arts vibrancy endowment which was established and funded by community members, um, basically to support the health of the arts in our community. And the deadline is quickly approaching for this Individual Artist Award. It's coming up on August 31st. Um, so I wanted to tell you a little bit about um, what it does. Right now we're, we're at $20,000 that we will be granting out. There's one $10,000 award, there is one $5,000 award, and then two $2,500 awards that are available to artists working in a variety of mediums. Yeah. So it's not specific to painting or sculpture. Um, it's open to photography, filmmakers, musicians, etc. Now, Christy, correct me if I'm wrong, are those awards bigger than what you gave out last year? They are. Um, so because the um, en endowment <laughs> has been doing well, uh, we were able to grant out more awards this year. And the selection committee um, for the Arts Vibrancy Endowment really felt it was important to offer some larger awards. There are many artists that are working on um, projects that are larger in scale. Um, so we were really excited to be able to offer the $10,000 award. Well, it's good to hear of the healthy of the endowment, but I, I read you have a bigger vision with the endowment. You you would like to see it grow even more. Share share with us that vision. Of course. Um, so the the committee sets goals, <laughs> and they did. They do have a, a lofty goal. They they want that endowment to grow. Um, as the endowment grows, the ability for us to do larger grant making as possible. Um, so they're working on plans um, and different ways to accomplish that through fundraising. Um, and we're, I mean, we're just really excited about it um, because it does, it offers so much to our community. The arts really, it does. It keeps our community vibrant and strong um, and it's a real good um, e economic motivator. People come and, and visit here and they purchase art and locals purchase art and we want to, we just want to keep that cycle going. Now share with us details about the past awardees. Sure. So if you bear with me, Kevin, I can pull up. So just in the previous years, we've had Lily Hope has been a recipient Annie Bartholomew, um, Aaron Heiss. These are just to name a few, and their and their projects are varied. Um, Lily was doing a storytelling that was combined with her weaving, and Aaron put out an album, um, which was really really cool. She had a very clear vision about what she wanted to do, and we were excited to be a part of that. And 
Um, Annie Bartholomew uh, put together uh, a program and a video series tied to her Sisters of White Chapel. Um, Christina Apathy was a recipient in the past, and I don't know if anybody caught her show this past spring with Theater Alaska, but this award was a small part of that. Um, so it's just really great to be a part of all of these exciting things that are happening for artists and for our community. And how long has the fund been around? It's been around for several years. I mean, it started out, like you said, with smaller awards. They were $2,500 awards, and now we find ourselves being able to grant out, you know, $20,000 worth of awards, which is great. So I think it's been, correct, I, I think it's been almost four years, if I'm not mistaken, Kevin. Wow. And have you been along for that whole ride? No, I've only been along for this ride since March. <laughs> oh, wow. So this will be your <laughs> first round of this. it's been a ride so far. It's been really great to be a part of this and to learn about it and um, to learn about the artists and work with the selection committee and um, to really help develop this. So it's, it's been a, a real honor. So we mentioned some of the folks who've received the funding in the past, and mm-hmm. I understand that folks in the past who've received funding cannot apply but could you lay out the full eligibility here? Who all can sign up for these grants? Sure. So I'll, I'll kind of give you the rundown of the eligibility requirements. So you must be a full-time Juno resident living in the borough for at least the past two years at the time of the application. Um, you have to be at least 18 years or older at the time of the application. You must currently be an artist producing work. That's very important. And then past recipients, it just has to be more than two years in order for you to receive an award. Um, Otherwise, um, you would just have to wait until the next round of awards are announced. And then in terms of ineligibility, just things to keep in mind, if you are an artist, but maybe you're working in a a certain way, things to know, um, students enrolled in degree-seeking programs related to the arts are not eligible at this time. Uh, the usual stuff, current or former board members, committee members, staff members of the community foundation, um, individuals whose work or project is primarily of a research, scholarly, or commercial nature. And then again, just making sure um, if you've received an award in the past, it has to be more than two years um, in order to receive another grant. And you mentioned that the dream is to raise this endowment to a million dollars. If there's someone out there that would like to help you with that goal, how can they help? They can give us a call here at the Community Foundation, which is 907-523-5450. They can always give online. Um, Our website is junocs.org. But I strongly encourage them to give us a call. We'd love to know about their interests and really, you know, talk to them more about the goals of the endowment and make sure all the alignment is good. And, yeah, and, of course, we'd appreciate any and all support. So when is it expected that uh, individual artist awards will be given out? What's the timeline? So we're hoping, actually, the deadline will be August 31st, and then the selection committee is hoping to actually turn it around fairly quickly and at least get um, everything ready to go to announce um, in late fall. So late September, I think, is what they're looking at right now. Mm. And and how long do the artists have to spend this money? 
So right now we're hoping that the award um, will be used within the year. So we'll set a deadline for grant reports um, and updates on projects um, once we figure out what date we're going to announce the awards, and then we'll figure out a date from there. Um, but technically, you would have one year to use the funds towards the project or program that you're putting together. And what makes you excited about providing awards out to artists? You mentioned earlier this also has economic benefit, too. Oh, it does. I mean, I mean, think about what it adds to the community. Like, think about First Fridays. That's a great example of, you know, people out and about and spending money in our community and also taking in art and meeting with artists one-on-one. It's very celebratory and fun. Um, and I think it's just great to be a part of, um, you know, people's works. I mean, if you think about it, like looking, for example, at what Annie just recently did and, you know, she turned her Sisters of the White Chapel into an opera um, and then now she wants to, you know, video that series and, and, and take it on the road. I mean, just thinking about like where it starts and then how it grows. I mean, it's, it's really exciting. And I just think for such a, a small community, I mean, I always think of Juno as small. We, I mean, we were just like chock full of talent. It's kind of wild. <laughs> so when you think about it, what was it? Four years, this program has been active since that time it's been about 10 grand a year right yeah so i think they start the endowment started obviously before the granting so i just want to be clear i'm pretty uh-huh. sure the granting period started i want to say about two and a half years ago oh so we got we got to um, build that endowment i see right yeah so like taking the time to really like get a plan and put it forth um and jamie waste the former program director and of course amy skillbred were really the drivers of all of that they they kind of put this all together in conjunction with our board and the committees um and then made it happen which is amazing is there so just to wrap up with uh the individual artist grant uh what yeah. all is available? What all is at stake for these artists? And how can they apply? So I encourage them to go to our website at junocf.org under grants and scholarships and to take a look at the application and really read through and absorb all of the eligibility requirements, understand what the spirit of the award is, um, and then make sure they get their application in by the deadline. So August 31st, 5 p.m. is the cutoff. And the um, email where to send the completed applications is in the application. So they'll find it there on the website. So there's one 10 grand award, one five Correct. grand award. And, and then two $2,500 awards. And the, a very important uh, piece to mention, Kevin, is just that the artist needs to commit to one award. So it's not a sliding scale award. So if their project is large in scale, obviously the $10,000 award would probably be a, a good fit. Um, but they need to look at their budgets and what they want to accomplish and then choose an award that um, is most applicable to what they're doing. And then once they've got that, they've reached out to you, right? Correct. There's an email address that they would send all of the necessary paperwork for our selection committee. They'll get a response from me just saying that I've received the application. 
Um, and then we'll be keeping them apprised during the process. So once once the cutoff happens, then we get some like formal emails out and just keeping them, you know, apprised step by step of where we're at. Very good. Well, we'll be back with the foundation on even more funding they have been awarding out to community members. So stay tuned. And we're back with Christy Chambor of the Juno Community Foundation. So, Christy, it's move-in day for students over at UAS later this week, and with summer over, I imagine many more move-ins to come elsewhere. I remember the foundation had several scholarships. Uh, How did rolling those out do this year? Um, It went really, really well. I mean, now I've got to think back to spring, um, but it was a pretty exciting time. We awarded um, approximately $30,250 in scholarships, Kevin, which is fantastic. Um, And the schools each handled them a little bit differently. Um, I believe JD and um, Thunder Mountain host an awards ceremony for the scholarships, and then some are actually distributed right at graduation. Um, But yes, we had several. Do you want me to kind of outline for you the different funds? Would that be helpful? Yeah, because does that 30,000 figure cover all of the scholarships? I know you have about four, right? We do. And so we have the Simon and Anna Kirk Memorial Scholarship Fund. Uh, Then we also have the Alma Harris Scholarship. And then the Margaret Franz Brady Fund Scholarships. Um, in addition, the Bob and Darlene Studi Family Scholarship Fund as well. And each of those funds has its own specifications and rules um, for how much and how they distribute and what the criteria is. Um, and again, that information is on our website. So if you're a, a caregiver or a student um, and you're curious, um, especially if you have seniors this year, um, these these open up again in the spring, um, and then they are awarded, like I said, around graduation time. And all of the funds are distributed directly to the, um, you know, where they decide they're going to go. Some apply to secondary schools, vocational schools, trade schools. Some are strictly colleges and universities. Um, it really depends on which scholarship you're applying for. I see. So there's scholarships to account that if you're not just going for, say, a traditional four-year bachelor, you you could go to other programs. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And especially specific to, like, the Studi Family Scholarship Fund, those are two $2,500 scholarships that go um, to high school seniors from Yakut. So that is specific to the um, Yakut Alternative School. Um, So, again, I encourage everybody to kind of go on the website and check it out. Obviously, the grant periods and scholarship periods are not open right now, but it's always good to kind of take a peek to know, um, you know, what is expected um, and to get your senior ready. But, yeah, we've got, um, I hate to call them kids, we have a bunch of young adults starting school, which is super exciting. (laughs) Indeed. Now, to swap gears for a moment here, we got an update on the last program, and I wanted to double-check with you again. Is there any updates on the Douglas Dornan Fund? Yeah, so the Douglas Dornan um, application period closed on June 1st, and I have been advised that they have been awarded, and that information should be forthcoming. So check back to our website or our social media. We're on Facebook and we're on Instagram. 
just to see that the announcement should be coming out very, very soon. But my understanding is that the award letters um, are going out, which is very, very exciting. And then, Kevin, just to share kind of a, a great Douglas Dornan Foundation story, we recently got a, a wonderful note from uh, the ED over at the Special Olympics Alaska, and they were a recipient of a grant from the Douglas Dornation, uh, pardon, Douglas Dornan Foundation Fund, and they used their grant to send a team of bowlers from Juneau to the USA Games this past June, and I'm very proud to report uh, that the team did a really amazing job. They earned one gold medal, five silvers, and two fourth place finishes. So it's super excited. Um, and it was comprised all of Juno residents. So, yay. <laughs> I wonder how many strikes <laughs> that totals up to. to hear those stories. Yeah, that's some excellent bowling right there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> really fantastic. And so that's the kind of programs that Douglas Dornan Fund is geared towards, huh? Exactly. Those grants are designated for um, local 501c3 organizations. They could be either here in Juneau or in Southeast Alaska. And again, um, even though the application period is currently closed, it'll open again in the early spring of next year. I do encourage organizations that have projects or things that they're they're thinking about to look at the previous year's application just to get a sense on what they typically grant out, how much they grant out, um, and to see if it might be a good fit for their organization. Very good. And congratulations again on the gold medal. That's really cool. It was I know, it was so great. And if you go to our Facebook page you can see they sent some photos. Um, and the kids are just so happy (laughs) i hope so (laughs) i mean think about what an accomplishment that is fantastic Uh, oh goodness well before we close here christy i sure sure i I saw you all had gave a thanks out to first bank could you bring folks up to speed on that sure first bank has a wonderful community grant program uh that they run they've been running for many years um And they have been such a wonderful partner to the foundation. Um, And this year was no different. We were awarded a $5,000 community grant through First Bank. Um, And we went out there and met Ouya and we did a photo. And that money is um, distributed through our youth equity um, grants program. So we partner with Zach Gordon Youth Center and they distribute these funds um, to youth in need in the community. Mostly they use them as scholarships for their camps. So since they're boots on the ground, it's very easy for them to identify um, who has needs and then making sure that those kids um, get to have experiences that they they should have. They get to go to fun camps or participate in programs, et cetera. So it's... um, it's really great. I mean, we're lucky to have partners in both First Bank and Zach Gordon to execute that. Oh, very good. Christy, is there anything you'd like to add this morning? No, thank you so much for having us, Kevin. It's always wonderful to talk to you. Well, thank you, too. And I'll be happy to hear for reports in the next program with the Community Foundation. So thank you for joining us today, Christy. Sounds good. And that's the program. Join us tomorrow as we speak with the Juno Chamber of Commerce. This is Kevin Allen for Action Line, signing off.